770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston, or maybe if you're listening on Sunday nights, it's AM 1260 WBIX. Well, it's... Uh, an interesting week so far this week, especially if you've been going out to get an inspection sticker. You may find out that, in fact, uh, you might not be able to get one because the Registry of Motor Vehicles had a little bit of a problem with uh, getting your getting the machines up and running. But we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a little bit. We're going to be talking with uh, our buddy Junior Damato, uh, who owns two inspection facilities. So. Uh, we're going to talk to him and see how he did. Uh, we're also going to be doing a little bit of trivia. We're also going to be reviewing the all-new uh, Volkswagen Tiguan and uh, talk about what's in the other things in the news. So uh, things like, uh, well, Palmer Motorsports track on, uh, well, right now almost, October 8th is going to have Porsche on the mountain, show cars, track cars, race cars, parade laps, uh, Power Motorsports Park, and the Northeast Region Porsche Club of America present the first annual Porsche on the Mountain show. Swap meet, exhibition, proceeds, benefit homes for troops. Um, it's going to be held rain or shine. Uh, it's snow and pet friendly. So it has everything going for you. Uh, gates open at 9 uh, they close at 4, free admission, parking is $20 per car. Dedicated Porsche-only parking area, $10 additional to enter your car into the show. Um, Porsche for sale parking, $20 additional per car. Food and beverages will be available. Parade laps are available for a small fee. No drones, no scooters, no mopeds, no trail bikes. And vendor spots, well, they have them. With us on the phone is uh, AAA Top Shop owner and automotive journalist, Junior D'Amato. Junior! Good morning, Mr. John. How are you? Let um, me get to a quiet area. You're gonna just finish that one sticker. That's all. There What's you go. What's going on, my son? Hey, well, you know, it's you know, it's 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 always good to talk to a working guy. You know, a guy who <laughs> you know, spends his time working. You know. Well, listen. My wife asked me that this morning. She goes, you know, enough is enough. I yeah. Said, yeah, it's never enough. Well, well, there's always that. Yeah. So, um, on Sunday, in theory. The Registry of Motor Vehicles rolled out a brand new inspection program, and there was a couple of flat tires in it. Uh, how are you guys doing? Well, I don't know about flat tires. I think there were many blowouts. And, um, you know, push comes to shove. Yeah, it's like when you're a little kid and uh, you started to walk, you fell down a little bit. You might have scraped your knee. I might have scraped my face. Uh, your brother might have scraped his elbow. And, you know, we, we had some stumbling blocks. And that certainly has been uh, what's going on with this new state impl you know, uh, yeah. implication of the yeah. sticker thing that they have. Um, the wrinkles are pretty uh, ironed out right now. Um, there was a tremendous amount of confusion. There was a tremendous amount of call the 844 number, and it didn't work. Um, they were inundated. It's kind of like, you know, when you win the lottery or whatever, and you, you get online for a contest, and they're inundated with you know, people trying to get on, and the, and the system crashes. And that's unfortunately what happened with uh, A-plus with this particular system. But I must say that uh, once everybody started complaining, they have definitely uh, 
you know, put their boots on and they've uh, tied the shoelaces and they're running as fast as they can. With boots on, they try to get this thing rectified and try to get everything taken care of. Yeah, it, when somebody asked me, one of the uh, radio stations asked me about it, and and I said, well, I wasn't really surprised. And they said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, this is an all-new program. It's never been done anywhere like this in the United States. Yep. And it's not all that unexpected that there's going to be some issues that pop up. And, uh, you know, and, and I said to him, you know, it, it's so new. It's so different. I, um, the equipment's never been used anywhere the way it's being used here in Massachusetts. With the so, capacity that they're doing, okay, um, it's been really, really, uh, I think, uh, okay now. Yeah. Uh, we've got a line of probably, uh, you know, 15, 16 cars out here in Middleborough. Uh, people wanting to get their cars inspected. Uh, and again, they've heard myself on, uh, you know, many, uh, radio stations, uh, trying to get this thing helped out with people. The thing of it is, you know, you cannot go and, uh, beat up A plus technologies for this. Could they have done a better job? Most certainly. Mm-hmm. Are they really trying right now? Yes. Um, we were the first station to have, uh, vehicles that were flagged. The flagged vehicle is one that's been back multiple times for, uh, a state inspection sticker that has uh, have a re- has a reject for emissions, and you can only go back two or three times, and all of a sudden you get flagged, and you have to go to what they call a MAC center. Yep. That's MAC, meaning Motorist Assistance Center. Well, when um, Parsons decided to, well, they lost their bid, they did not go forward and um, unflag or give the necessary information to the new supplier, which is A+. So what's happening is that we have one car Monday morning, and uh, we go to give a sticker, and when before you could plug it in, it would go right to uh, scan VIR. VIR is mm. Vehicle Inspection Report. Well, of course, it didn't print anything out. I called them, and they had no idea what I was talking mm-hmm. about. So uh, Mike uh, Sheldon, I think is his name, really, really good instructor, really nice guy, uh, a, 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 you know, ASC mm-hmm. Master Tech, L1 Tech. Uh, he called me uh, Thursday afternoon. He says, you are the first one to have this problem, and thank you very much for phoning in and trying to help us out with it. I says, i got a customer that's really PO'd about not yep. being able to get a sticker on his car. And he says, well, we should have this taken care of Monday. I says, right out straight. I says, well, who's working on the weekends? He goes, we have a full technical crew uh, on the IT getting this thing done, working to try to eliminate and wipe all the flags out from Parsons' previous uh, flagging of these vehicles. Mm-hmm. So maybe Monday morning we might be able to give, uh, or anybody that has a vehicle that was flagged, because of multiple inspection uh, rejections and turnaway documents uh, taken care of on Monday. Yeah. And let's talk about the inspection. There was some real concern that the inspection was going to be so much different than it was before, and I had Erin Devaney, the Registrar of Motor Vehicles, on about a month ago, and she said, the rules haven't changed. It's still the same inspection. It's just, it's it's the procedure that's changed. But you're still checking tires the same way. You're still checking ball joints the same way. You're still still looking for damage the same way. That hasn't changed, right? No, let's go through a a sticker real quickly. Registration, $35. Thank you very much. Uh, most stations want cash. They don't want a credit card because of the fees that the shop has to pay uh, for the, uh, you know, uh, services of uh, processing your credit card, number yep. one. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way. Uh, we've got you in the door. 
and uh, car is inside. We drive the car inside, uh, test the parking brake. Uh, we look at the lights, make sure they're all ready to go, uh, take down uh, all the needed information, and start with the camera. The camera is a little uh, Richie camera, I think you call it, Ryko. Ryko. And you yep. hit the front license plate, back license plate, uh, VIN number on the door pillar if it has one. If not, you take the picture of a blank door pillar, yep. and then you get the um, mileage on the speedometer. Okay. Back, back, back up a second. I have a green yeah. and white license plate. And it's a green and white license plate that's in pretty good condition. I only have one plate. No problem here. Okay. Uh, we take a picture of the front without a plate on it, mm -hmm. and we go to the back, take a picture of the back, and hit the other two areas, being the VIN and the odometer. Good. No yep. problem. Uh, if the back license plate, the green and white plate, is uh, doesn't have any reflective uh, material left on it, you are going to have to go right down to the registry, and yes, uh, they will give you a, uh, another uh, you know, plate, two plates, and yep. you have to put them on the car. No big deal, and it's no charge. Nope. All right, so now we've got the plates. We bring the camera back to the machine, plug it in. About 15 seconds later, we get all the images, and all the images are good. Uh, next, we just go ahead and continue with the inspection, as it was always. What we don't have is the cameras operating. The cameras were going to operate when you pull the car in, and one thing I've got to take aim of is the company did throw us all under the bus with the cameras saying it was our fault that we didn't get the cameras ready in time. Well, it, it, you know, you can't call the kettle black if you mm. don't have a black kettle. Yeah. The problem with the cameras is that they didn't get their, uh, their readiness ready to get the cameras up and running. Uh, before we could call them to get the machine installed, all the camera mounting brackets and wiring had to be in place, or you did not get any kind of a machine installed at your shop. Right. I received my, my, uh, my stickers, John, at 3 o'clock Sunday at my house for Middleborough. Okay? Yeah. And uh, then I came down here to middle, uh, the shop, of course, and uh, put them in and get that all ready to go. There should have been a dry run. There wasn't. But you know what? What should have been done and what wasn't done, that's no. part of life. But right now the inspection is going very smooth. I would say, as a business and shop owner, we probably have 90% of the uh, 1,600 or so uh, stations are now up and running. They had said at the beginning of the week on Wednesday that more than half were running, and I don't believe that was true, but who knows? I wasn't checking yeah. every station. But right now, I'd say we got uh, at least 90, maybe even better than 90% up and running. Yeah, I think I heard the other day that there was... Uh a uh, little less than 200 that wasn't running as of yesterday. but Yeah, I would yeah. think that's probably yeah. a pretty close yeah. approximation. Now, there is a learning curve. If you screw up, these guys, we had actually the registry was down here uh, at Millibrough both Thursday and Friday trying to uh, help out with some printer issues. Now, have we had printer issues? Yes. I had a printer that printed out the sticker sideways. It was printed sideways. Nice. So we shut the machine down and got it back and running. It's like you un uh, unplug your computer at your house and just or restart it. We had another one that uh, printed the uh, VIR out uh, where it was illegible. Again, uh, then the yellow light started flashing or orange light. Yeah. So we unplugged the uh, machine, plugged it back in, and again, it's a computer. You know, yep. you want to get all angry and stuff. You want to lose your blood pressure over it. That's all well, fine, and good. If you have a problem, you call that 844 number. They are, they are answering it right now as we speak, and uh, they are. there are people behind the scenes 24 hours a day right now trying to get all the computer issues tied up. I would say by next week 
we should be in really good shape. Yeah. And it sort of falls into that woulda, coulda, shoulda sort of rule. You know, would yeah. it have been better to do it mid-month instead of instead of uh, the very first of the month where you, you know, you know better than everybody what happens at the very beginning of the month. You get the early birds who want to come in and you get the people that are late from September. Well, you get the every month you get people that are a month late because yep. they want to beat the system and 12 years I got a free sticker. Yeah. It's a game they play. Which, yeah. you know what, John, that's okay. Um, I don't think it would have made too much of a difference either way because let's say it's the middle of the month. Well, okay, starting the 15th of the month, we're going to give out stickers. Everybody's going to want to be there on the 15th of the month. I want to be first. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. fine. But yeah. again, I, I've got to throw my, my, you know, I've got to throw a little bit of a hooray out to the uh, people that are behind the scenes, the people that are trying to get the job done. And for any of the garage owners, I know a tremendous amount of shop owners are listening to you right now in this. In fact, I talked to the people at A-plus yesterday, and I told them we were going to do a little thing this morning. You know, if you think we're blowing smoke, that's all well, fine, and good. But anything new is always going to have a learning curve and some problems, number one. And it's going to be what it is. But these guys are doing the very best that they can to make it happen. No, I bought, I, you know, just an ex- I, t- I told a reporter this the other day. I bought a new little laptop, wasn't expensive. I turned it on. I took it, took it out of the box, turned it on. It needed to, um, it needed to update for about three hours before it would yep. even come on. And then yep. when I turned it on, it, it had some issues. I connected to uh, the, a public Wi-Fi website with no problem. I went to connect to my house. It wouldn't connect to my house. So, you know, so, you know, brand new out of the box, wouldn't work. Um, some tinkering around with it. I finally, after two days later, I finally got it to connect to my house. And and no one could explain why. Everybody said, well, no, it's at the right settings. It should work. It didn't. Finally, I got it to work. But it's computer. computers are sometimes a challenge, and that's one of the problems you face. Same thing happened yesterday, trying to get one of our regular computers on the Wi-Fi. It was working fine, and it just stopped working. Uh, what we ended up doing with that is uh, just unplugging the router, plugging the router back in, and guess what? Everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, I did that 42 times. I guess after, I guess after the second or third time, I should have figured out it wasn't going to make any difference. But Yeah, yeah. but you know, it, it is what it is with these cars, and there's yep. not much we yep. can do. Uh, anything computer-generated, I know some people get these uh, high-end, uh, you know, European cars, you go start the car up, the radio doesn't work. Shut the car off, restart the car, radio's fine. Yeah, no, it, and I've had some of these high-end cars, you drive down the street, and all of a sudden the radio reboots itself at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But, again, getting back to the stickers, uh, anybody that's been frustrated, especially the shop owners, if you're still having a problem you can't get through, uh, you can call me here today, and we try, we try to help walk you through it at my shop here in Middleborough, which is 508. 947, actually 508-946-2227. If any of the shop owners are having an issue with their computers, we will try to help them out and walk them through it. I know it's frustrating, but, you know, next week's going to be a better week for you, and uh, one of the lucky 1,600 people that does have uh, the ability to give out a mass state inspection and just take your time with it, and if you screw up, guess what? They're not going to slap you, uh, you know, slap you yep. around. You're just going to say, okay. We have one guy down the street. He went through a whole, bo- a whole box of stickers, 25 stickers that were destroyed. 
uh, going through. They all printed wrong. Yep. And, uh, you know, you got to, at that point in time, once it starts spitting stuff out, you got to unplug the machine and plug it back yep. in and then ask for help. You just yep. don't let it keep going. No, that, that's, that was like me unplugging my router a bunch of times. After the first couple of times, it is going to change it, you know. So, yeah. yeah. No, and, and you're right. It's one of those things that, you know, time time will fix it. It'll, everybody will get it figured out. The registry will get it figured out. A plus will get it figured out. The garage yeah. owners will get it figured out. A little bit of patience is needed to make it make sure it's all going to work the way it should. And, and, and they're it, all and concerned. The, the, all the uh, the people uh, are concerned, right from uh, uh, the registry to the uh, mass dot to everybody. They're all concerned about uh, how they're going to be looked at with this situation. I know there's a lot of stuff online, Facebook, and so forth. Everybody wants to sue. Everybody wants a class action lawsuit. Uh, maybe what could happen is uh, to try to iron out the wrinkles. Maybe the people at A-plus will uh, give a waiver to maybe a month of, uh, of fees of you know service charges or whatever they do, the maintenance or something to help yeah. these guys in the garages out. Yes, there was money lost by everybody. It just wasn't John Paul. It wasn't Junior D'Amato. It was everybody that had a repair shop slash inspection shop definitely had uh, growing pains and loss of revenue, number one. More importantly, loss of very valuable time. Yep. You can't get that time back, John. Yeah, and you don't get the time back. The cons- the customer gets frustrated. They don't get the time back. And I've also, I talked to a couple of police officers this week, and I said, what are you going to do if you pull over a car that's got an expired inspection sticker? And, and the motorist says to you, I've been trying to get a sticker. I can't find any place. They're all offline. And he said, we're going to use our best judgment. You know, if, if, if the car looks like, you know, if the car's got a broken windshield and ball tires, we're gonna we're gonna give them a ticket for having an expired inspection sticker. But if it's a right. but if it's a car that looks to be in relatively good condition, the the motorist seems sincere that they just that it was just an issue. They just couldn't get their car inspected. We're gonna tell them you know get it done as soon as you can. So a little bit yeah. of leeway for them as well. You know, I, I think we should uh, salute the uh, the people in blue that are out there protecting our roads and uh, the, the towns and the cities and the streets, whether it be uh, the state police or your local police op- you know, police department or the sheriffs, whatever, yep. uh, they get up just like we do every morning. They get dressed the same way, one leg at a time, uh, in the pants, shorts, or whatever. Yep. So we got to, you know, just take your hair off to them. And, you know, they're out there trying to protect us the best they can. And with all the tragedies that are going on here in our country today, a little bit of a problem with an inspection sticker, for me and you and everybody else that's listening, I don't think it's a big deal. No, it doesn't really matter at that point. Before we let you go, what's uh, what's some of the hot problems you see in these days? Uh, we have been going through ECUs, which are little computers, yep. like crazy. I got a diesel shop at my ch- uh, diesel truck at my shop now. National back order for an ECU. Uh, you ended up using ECMs of Pennsylvania, and uh, we got it. But these things all need to be programmed. Uh, was finding a tremendous amount of bad grounds, rust. Uh, my own truck last week decided to uh, blow a, a transmission line on 24. Thank God I was able to make, able to make it back to the shop. Uh, if you've got a, a truck uh, or any kind of an older vehicle, you may want to have them take a look underneath it at the tranny and gas and brake lines. Mm-hmm. And for people that have GMC trucks and G- General Motors trucks, uh, GM now offers a complete brake line kit, John, yeah. from the ABS unit all the way back. Uh, it's a nice kit, and it's under 100 bucks. You, oh. you can't make the lines no. for that kind of money. No, that, that, 
that lets you know that there's something there's something up with that. You're right. It's all the stuff we put on the roads to keep the roads uh, clean and f- and snow free over the winter time. But that same stuff causes a lot of problems with rust. Oh my God, the amount of rust, and we're not just limited to GM vehicles. No. The amount of Toyotas, yep. which is a great car that I have seen that have issues with. Uh, you know, rotted lines is absolutely incredible. Yeah. The older Toyotas, uh, brake lines from uh, midway back, and what we're doing, we're running line from the uh, firewall right back to the uh, the back brakes on these vehicles and, uh, you know, the back cylinders, and not a problem. But you got to do it, and if you can't get the factory-type line, they have a coated Bundyflex-type yep. line that works absolutely phenomenal. Use the right fittings and uh, the right uh, bubble flares, and you'd be all set to yeah. go without any issue. And that stuff is great because it's easy to bend. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's very easy to bend, and it's, it's pretty expensive, yeah. but it does not rot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good stuff. And yeah, it works uh, out pretty well, John. Yeah, no, it really is. So uh, for, for those people out there, inspection-wise, you know, if you had a little trouble last week, you'll probably be able to get it done this week. Same thing with the shop owners that are listening. If you know, call call the eight hundred number or eight four four number. Yep. Uh, be you know, bring a little bit of patience with you because uh, you're not you're not in a unique situation. Maybe a little bit, a little bit less uh, less of now than the beginning of the week, but a little bit of problems here and there. And well, they're answering the phones. Yeah. Well, that's that's, a good, that's a good sign. Exactly. Exactly. And last week they weren't. They were just inundated. Yeah. And you know what? When you do call in, no matter how aggravated or PO'd you might be, remember you're talking to a call center, you're talking to a girl, and she could just as just as easily push the delete button and hang up on you. Yeah, and then so, you're back again if yeah, you give her a hard time. Yeah, so don't so, give them a hard time. Yeah, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. It's always it's always best when you can call somebody up and you know think you're the, you're the one on the other end of the line. Be nice, be nice to them because all they're doing it's just a job for them. They're just trying to do their job the best they can with the tools that they gave them. Just just like you're trying to do so yeah you know john i think i gotta say one thing about that statement it's just a job for them in one aspect they do believe it or not they are feeling the frustration oh that sure the yeah shop owners yep. are going through yep. that's a big deal it's just not like a, a boiler room job these no. people that are at a plus no. taking the call centers they they're pretty gosh darn good yeah. I, I gotta tell you they have feelings the problem is that they can only tell you what they've been told. Right. They are out in the dark. Yep. Remember, you're the guy at the shop. They're just a girl or a guy at the other end of a yep. phone, and they do not have the computer to run through. They have no. to put you through to a technician, yep. and then they run you yep. through and they help you out. Yeah, by just a job, I meant they're, they're the ones just trying to help you out. Yeah. They didn't build the equipment. You know, they they're they're just they're just there trying to trying to siphon it all through and get you to the right person to be able to get an answer. So yeah, they're doing a hell of a job, and let's just hope that uh, we can get by this. And uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, another real quick tip for a lot of the shop owners that are out there: when you go to scrape that sticker off, what we've been using is a little spray bottle of water without any soap in it, and sometimes you can wipe the old glue off. It makes it so much nicer. And it looks so much more professional without having any uh, any glue underneath that new sticker. Yeah, that's what you did on mine. Nice job. I wanted yeah. you to do the whole inside of the window, but, you know. No, you're yeah. not getting the whole inside. <laughs> I'm just doing the corner of the window. But for you, John, I'll even do the inside and the outside. Oh, there you go. There you go. Talk Be- about that, before, before we let you go, Junior's Automotive, 1318 River Street in Hyde Park. The phone number is? 617-364-9773. And we're in Middleborough today. Uh, for a few hours trying to uh, get things done and uh, 
we make things happen. One last thing, John, that little tire pressure light that's on the dashboard of a lot of cars, the price of monitors has come way down. Uh, there are many, many monitors available for tires. They sell for $9 to 100 bucks. The $9 ones usually last about 90 days. <laughs> uh, the ones that you get from the car companies, they have a much better battery inside the right. monitors, and they tend to be very alert and go to sleep and wake up as they have to. Just for the sake of argument, if you have a bad monitor, spend the extra few buckos. Go for the original. Uh, they program much easier, and they last a lot longer. Yeah, they really do. It's, it makes sense to spend. You don't have to. You might not have to go OE, but you should go good quality. So. Yeah, I got to tell you, Johnny. That's uh, so all we're doing is OEs. Ninety-nine percent. If I can't get an OE, uh, then we would go aftermarket. But ninety-nine percent of them, and they're much easier to program, yep. and they do last a lot longer. Yep. yep. No. That's the problem yep. with the length of time. You know yep. what I mean? And, and, you know, people don't understand that there are batteries in, in these units. The batteries last six, seven, eight years. And, uh, you know, if you're driving around a 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11 car, and, the, and all of a sudden you start to get some weird TPSM, uh, TPSM lights come on, chances yep. are all the batteries are starting to go dead. The number one uh, problem we've had with vehicles, believe it or not, John, are the uh, 07, 08 Nissans. Yep. They seem to uh, be very, very critical on battery life. Yep. yep. And these batteries, these car, these monitors, so people don't know, they do not start generating a signal until uh, you start rolling down the road. So when you park that car, those babies are just sitting there sleeping. Yep. No, no. And I, I think I talked to five people, including my own car this week, the TPMS light came on, but it only came on because of temperature change. So it went from it went from uh, seventy degrees one day to I don't know forty degrees that night, and sure enough, the light was on the next morning. And don't be afraid to put a couple of extra pounds in the tires for air pressure during the cold weather. And every time you get an oil change, it's a good idea to alternate the air pressure a couple of pounds either way. That way, the tire has a different footprint on the ground. A little exercise, not a bad there idea. You go, buddy. All right, hey, take care. Well, I want you to not work too hard today at that radio station. I'll try not to. All right. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. That was Junior D'Amato. Junior D'Amato owns Junior's Automotive, both in Hyde Park and Middleborough. ASE Master Certified Technician. Uh, Got great technicians at both shops uh, and... Uh, he's part of the AAA approved program. He's been with the AAA program now for I don't know. I've been there 32 years. Must be close to 28, maybe that he's been with our program. And uh, just like everybody else, do you get a complaint once in a while? Sure, you do. Does he always take care of it for his customers? Uh, when they let us know about it, uh, we've all. He's always said, "Tell us what you want us to do. We'll take care of it." So, uh, can you can you be perfect all the time? Nobody can be perfect all the time. But can you fix can you fix them and get them get them taken care of? Sure, you can. Why don't we take a quick break? My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We'll be right back. Feeney Brothers Utility Services is now hiring experienced backhoe and heavy equipment operators and CDLA drivers. A leader in underground utility installation, Feeney Brothers provides services to the natural gas, electric, and water industries. A business has been brisk, and due to their planned expansion, Feeney Brothers is now searching for talented and motivated individuals to join their team. Feeney Brothers offers very competitive compensation along with an outstanding benefits package. Interested? Apply today online at FeeneyBrothers.com. 
Toyota is the number one best-selling car in the world. You probably know that. But what you should know is where the best place is to buy the best-selling cars. Look no further than Atlantic Toyota on the Linway in Lynn. Atlantic Toyota in Lynn has the largest selection at the lowest prices. With a friendly and knowledgeable staff, Atlantic Toyota in Lynn can get you into the right Toyota right now. Atlantic Toyota has an extreme clearance event on all remaining 2017 models, large manufacturer rebates, low financing as low as 0% on select models. Mention WEZE and you'll receive an additional $500 off all remaining 2017 models with already discounted prices. Supplies are limited, so hurry down to Atlantic Toyota in Lynn for full details. Bring the whole family with a great play area for the kids. Atlantic Toyota in Lynn, the number one place to buy the number one car. Call them at 866-676-4000. Offer may not be combined with any other discounts or offers. Call 866-676-4000 today. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Well, I my and, my and welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. If you would like to give us a call, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. And if you heard the uh, Atlantic Toyota commercial, you got to go check out the 2018 Toyota Camry, uh, the four-cylinder, the six-cylinder. If you have a chance, go check out the six-cylinder. The six-cylinder is quite the car. It uh, That little bit of extra engine weight combined with that extra horsepower from the V6, just it's it totally transforms the car. Uh, so if you're uh, looking for a, a, a really peppy midsize sedan, you need to take a look at that. It's really, it's really quite the car. And the uh, good folks up at uh, Atlanta Toyota, they got they got plenty of them in stock. Uh, take a take a look, check them out, see see what's going on with them, and uh, take one for rides. I think you'll like it. Uh, somebody said to me, "How would you sum up the uh, the new Camry?" I said, uh, "Economical, safe, dependable. You know everything that you've known Camrys and." And just better for 2018. It's built on an all-new platform. Just it's quite the car. I saw an article. One of the one of the um, biggest problems with computerized cars today is something called an EVAP code. EVAP codes uh, have to do with the evaporative emission systems, and it's anything from a loose gas cap to problems with vacuum hoses and lines and and solenoids. And uh, this article it said uh, evac problems are still among the top ten codes in the country and tend to be for technicians a real pain when we have to diagnose them, especially with a very 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 small leak. One of the problems that evap di- diagnostic trouble codes present is that the systems are not all the same on every vehicle, or for that matter, not even all the same on one line of vehicle. And this, uh, we've had we've had this guy on the program years ago, uh, G Trulia. They call him G. Don't know why. Must have a really complicated name. Um, but he said, you know, one of the, one of the problems. He says, let's take Toyota for example. One EVAP system is not used on all of their vehicles, but rather different variations. Sometimes from model to model, year to year. It's always a good idea to make sure you look at the system description and your service information system before diving into the problem. And you notice how he says service information system. So that could be. It used to be books. Now it's all data and Mitchell and others, and it's all computerized. 
It's increasingly common in the industry to use Identifix or ProDemand to look up common issues and then change the component that the system identifies as causing the most problems. I'm not saying that in many cases they are incorrect, but in a good number of EVAP problems, you may just be changing a component that's not going to prevent the um, malfunction indicator light from coming on, and problems tend to have a uh, tendency to come back. So what they're saying is, although those systems are good, and I remember talking to uh, Junior D'Amato, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and we are talking about com companies like Identifix, which you work with a technician on the phone or you look up common issues, and he considers it just another tool in his toolbox, and I agree with him. It, it is just another tool in your toolbox. Um so you need to look at you need to look at a few things. You need to look at different things in the car. You know, one of the um, first cars and one of the things they came up with is um, capless Ford. These are Ford vehicles that don't use a gas cap. And here they say on our first case study is a 2010 Ford F-150 that has a capless fill neck. The vehicle came in with a PO461 fuel lever fuel level sensor circuit range performance and a P1450 unable to bleed up uh, bleed fuel tank vacuum the code descriptions didn't exactly provide me with a detailed description of a problem but rather a general checklist of what needed to be looked at he goes through it and he says in reading through the service information Ford recommends the use of a special tool to be used in the capless uh, filler neck and to remove any debris from the filler neck so it can be tested properly. Ford recommends installing and removing the tool at least five times so any debris around the uh, flap cap can be dislodged before using a smoke machine to test. The problem with uh, many shops is they likely don't have that special tool, but he says uh, the vehicle comes with a special funnel and along with some duct tape, you can kind of do the same thing. There's no need to purchase the special tool, and he's right. Next step is uh, place the duct tape on top of the funnel opening, and then insert the small hole into the duct tape, and you get the idea. You're able to uh, block it up. The problem was not found uh, from inserting smoke into the with CO2 from the filler neck, and you can check it further. So, you know, smoking the vehicle with low fuel, we were able to see a small amount of smoke and a large amount of CO2 escaping from the filler neck. We explained our findings to the F-150 owner and provided him with an estimate of the repair. The F-150 owner thought that it was too much money to spend for a problem that didn't affect his driving. What we found was periodically that the owner filled up his vehicle. The filling up flap would sometimes work as designed, and the, M the malfunction indicator light would go off. My experience on other vehicles with capless fillers, they had similar issues. Uh, it was better after they replaced it so again it's one of those systems that you need to test and you need to look at and you need to make sure it's working the way it should i promised we would talk about the car that got me around and this was a car that got me around a week or so ago and it's the all-new volkswagen tiguan it's actually tiguan but i like to say tiguan because that's what it looks like the all-new tiguan or tiguan has grown over the years and now one of the largest SUVs in the compact segment. The Tiguan comes in several trim levels as well as front wheel and all-wheel drive. To put the Tiguan into perspective, it's about 4 inches longer than the very popular Honda CRV and about 10 inches longer than the previous model. The latest Tiguan is powered by a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder engine, very popular engine in a lot of uh, Volkswagen vehicles. It's connected to an 8-speed automatic transmission. And in the case of our test drive, uh, is connected to all four wheels, so it's an all-wheel drive vehicle. You can again, you can get it with um, 
with front-wheel drive only. The front seats are comfortable and supportive, typical Volkswagen. Um, at six feet tall, I thought there was plenty of head and uh, leg room. The rear seat was also surprisingly roomy. Even with the uh, uh, front seats all pushed all the way back, there was still plenty of uh, leg room in the back. Unique to this segment was in the front-wheel drive models, it can be optioned with three rows of seating. So you can actually carry, well, in theory, seven people. It would be pretty crowded, though. But probably six. Um, so that that's kind of interesting. And that uh, with the rear seats folded, uh, you have cargo space that uh, rivals a lot of midsize SUVs. It's about my my SUV is considered midsize. This is considered compact. I would put them on very similar size categories as far as uh, interior and exterior space. So uh, so interior interior room, exterior length, probably similar. So again. Probably the largest of the compact category. Um, the controls are generally easy to use, and like many vehicles, has smartphone integration with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. There were several bins for storage, decent cup holders, a reasonable size glove box, a small center console. On the road, the 184-horsepower engine feels powerful enough to get the job done. Shifting is smooth and precise with a general absence of road noise. The all-wheel drive system on the Tiguan has a setting for snow and off-road, improving the all-wheel all-wheel drive experience. So, in other words, if you're not used to driving with all-wheel drive, this makes it easier for you. Uh, if you're in the snow and you're not quite sure what to do, you flip it to the snow setting. If you're in uh, rocky terrain, it has a setting for that. Like many cars, all-wheel drive cars, it just makes it easier for the operator to get it done right. Um, there are also settings to maximize fuel economy as well as a sport mode. Fuel economy is rated at 21 miles per gallon in the city, 27 miles per gallon on the highway. These numbers are a little low for a vehicle of this class. Again, it's considered a compact SUV, but it rivals full-size SUVs, which kind of puts the mileage kind of in a funny place. According to the computer print uh, trip meter on this vehicle, I was averaging about 33 miles per gallon on the highway, so I beat their numbers by quite a bit. Sometimes these systems are a bit optimistic, though. The Tiguan's fairly quiet vehicle on the road with little wind or road noise entering the cabin. The overall ride seems biased towards comfort rather than handling, which some people criticize. They're like, well, you know, you took that nice handling old Tiguan, and now you've made it more of a more biased towards comfort. It's an SUV. It's not a sports car. So I actually kind of like it that way. I don't want to. I don't want to feel every pavement break in the road. I don't want to feel every beginning of a pothole. I, I want something that's a little more comfortable, and I kind of liked it. Um, the steering has a nice feel to it with good driver feedback at all speeds. The Tiguan by Volkswagen is a very competent SUV, although it doesn't stand out in any one particular category. I think when you sum up all the parts, it's actually pretty good. Um, if you're looking for a compact to midsize SUV, I think the Tiguan by Volkswagen is worth looking at. Powered by a four-cylinder engine, our vehicle priced as tested with all the options they put in cars, $31,775. And again, EPA, 21 city, 27 highway. And again, something you should, you know, if you're thinking about buying a vehicle, that's something you should take a look at and, and see what it does for you. I always look at odd things in, in magazines and some of the ads and one of the you know, one of the little cheap stores I always look at is Harbor Freight. There's an ad for Harbor Freight everywhere it seems like. And a couple things that you know popped up in the ad uh this week was a 
jump starter and power pack. So one of those little portable power packs that was coupon for, you know, it was like 70 bucks. A pretty good value for that. A three-ton, not a two-ton, not a ton and a half, um, low-profile, heavy-duty steel floor jack. 80 bucks, pretty good for a three-ton floor jack. And a uh, four-and-a-half-inch angle grinder, I thought for $10 was a pretty good deal. This isn't a commercial for them, but, you know, if you're looking for some stuff, it's something something worth looking at. Well, I think it's time for trivia. And our phone number, just to get, so you have it ready, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. And like I've been trying to do, I sort of base it on the car that I was driving, which was the Volkswagen. And there was an old Volkswagen ad, and it had a, and let's, let's back up. If you've won trivia in the last couple of months, Save your answer for someone else. So, uh, or save your, save your, you know what I mean. Let someone else win. So, there was an old Volkswagen ad, and it had a basketball player in it. And it was captioned, they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done. It couldn't. Who was the basketball player in the Volkswagen who was the Volkswagen? Who was the basketball player in the Volkswagen in this old Volkswagen ad? Now you have to go way back because it's a old basketball player. So if you know the answer, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and we will give you a prize. And you're just going to call up, talk to Jeff. He'll take down your name. We'll put you on the air. We'll see if you're right. So 617-770-3030. Who was the basketball player who once appeared in an ad caption, they said it couldn't be done? It couldn't, but it was. Who was that? An article from, I don't know, some magazine I was reading, it says service departments at U.S. Toyota dealerships and Honda dealerships are wielding a slick weapon in the battle for better fuel economy and lower emissions. Thinner engine oil. Both automakers are adopting 0W16 oil. Can you imagine 0W16 oil for use in some North American cars and are working with their dealerships on a transition? Nissan is testing the synthetic oil for use in the U.S. and Canadian vehicles compared with 0W20. The oil it's replacing, 016, flows more easily at um, higher temperatures. It reduces friction. It allows engine parts to work more effectively. Hydraulic systems also work better, uh, proponents say, and emissions are reduced. Some, though, say there could be a problem. Some automakers are even eyeing thinner oil, 0W8. What lubricates the engine? Uh, they're using them in some overseas markets. The crankcases of dynamic force direct injection four-cylinder engine in the 2018 Toyota Camry are filled with 016. Honda is using the oil in the 2017 Accord Hybrid. Toyota and Honda are working with dealers to promote 0W16 in engines designed for thinner lubricants. Um, Deputy Chief of Engineering and Midsize Product Planning at Toyota Motor Corp told uh, the publication is called Fixed Ops, that I'm reading this, that Automakers plan to ensure that service departments have the oil on hand. The 2018 arrived in showrooms last month. Um, Jonathan Boswell, the team leader for training for specialist Southeast Toyota Distributor Technical Center in Jacksonville, Florida, says that oil use, um, the zero uh, W60 oil, one of the biggest learning pieces for service technicians who will work on the engine. The training centers uh, convey information that uh, Toyota 
engineers to text at 176 dealerships in the uh, northeast region or southeast region. Longo Toyota in Los Angeles, suburb of El Monte, California, has ordered its first pallet of Toyota's branded 016 oil. It's only $4.08 a quart, so not too bad. Not too bad, I guess. Um, they call it Sweet 16. 016 oil flows more easily at high engine speeds than 020. It replaces. It's used in Japan for about 20 years. 016 is starting to show up in U.S. vehicles such as 2018 Camry. They're claiming, again, reduced friction, increased engine efficiency, contributes to reduced fuel consumption, thus fewer emissions, enables hydraulic-operated systems such as variable valve timing to work better. Um, a pallet has 168 six-quart cases. That's enough for more than 200 oil change. Um, they're saying the dealership will charge them the same amount, $72.88, as they do for any other oil change that uses the older oil. He said he expects no difficulty in persuading Camry owners to use the super slick oil. The biggest issue we had in convincing customers to use synthetic oil and go 10,000 miles between changes, we've already crossed that hurdle. David Lee, a product training specialist in the Denver region of Toyota Motor Sales USA, says he expects the cost of uh, zero... 016 oil to come down once it becomes available in bulk and more vehicles adopt its use. Interesting that this very thin oil is interesting. That's about all I have to say about it. So let's see. What are we going to give away for trivia? Hmm. I think I have another AAA membership to give away. Let's go to Ida and see if Ida knows the answer. Ida? Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Who, so who do you yeah. think? So who do you think the who do you think it was? Is Will Chamberlain. How do you know that? My husband. Told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, that's a good answer. That's it. That's the right answer. So you are absolutely correct. So I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll we'll put you on hold. And we'll have uh, Jeff take down your name and address, and we'll send you out a AAA membership. How's that? That sounds great. And if you're already a AAA member, you can use it to renew your member, you know, uh, towards your renewal, or you can give it away to somebody if you like. You can do that, too. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. All right. Stay Stay right there. Okay. And Jeff will take down your name and address. Thank you. Making Jeff work. He's, He's never done this before, so I think. I don't know. We're trying to figure each other out here. So, this is, uh, I think I got this out of Fox News or something. It says, five common car myths busted. Um, One of them, you can trick a speed camera. For many drivers, the most frustrating, costly experience of uh, seeing the blinding flash from a well-hidden police speed camera tucked behind the trees or or a footpath uh, to avoid receiving a a picture in the mail. People have tried almost everything to trick the speed camera. Uh, hairspray has been a popular choice, supposedly making the license plate unreadable when flashed. The best news is that this is, uh, it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. The only way to beat a speed camera is by going faster than the camera can trigger. And I remember seeing some of this, and it was, uh, 
I think you have to go well above 140 miles an hour to trick a speed camera. So, And I think Mythbusters or somebody did it too with a Lamborghini, and they finally got it to, uh, to trick it, but they had to go well above the legal speed limit. Uh, premium gas makes your non-premium car run better. If you think putting premium gas uh, in your car will make a difference, think again. Although higher quality fuel is less combustible, research is, uh, has proven the difference is absolutely no impact on the majority of cars. Here's a rule. If your car needs premium, if it says premium required, you need to put premium in. If it says premium recommended, you don't need to, but your car will perform better because of it. And if your car just says use 87 octane, use 87 octane. If your car has, if your car has direct injection, so it's a newer car with direct fuel injection, it's not a bad idea to use top tier fuel. Top tier fuel is is gasoline with a special additive in it, and it's in it's in all their you know whether it's. 87, 89, 91, it doesn't matter. It's in all their fuel. And it has a cleaner built in, and it'll help keep the engine clean. And some of the top-tier fuels are um, Shell, Mobile, Sitco, BP, I think. There's a bunch of them. No name, not usually the same. Uh, and we've also found that from our testing, the top-tier fuel also has a cleaning benefit. So if you're not using it regularly and if you go to it, it's going to help keep the engine cleaner. Sometimes it's a few pennies more. Sometimes it isn't. I just went to a, uh, I think it's a BP station that was top tier and actually set it on the pump. One of the few places actually set it on the pump. And it was actually 10 cents cheaper than the place down the street. So it's not always more expensive. Sometimes it's cheaper. So it will help keep the engine clean. That's what you want to do, not use premium fuel. I don't know why they came up with this, but it says a myth. Your car will explode if somebody shoots a bullet at it. Um, many action movies show gunfights with a huge explosion, blasting from the entire car. However, that's almost impossible. The reason is that there's not sufficient oxygen inside the fuel tank. If the tank gets shot by a, a bullet, it'll lead to a major explosion. Probably won't happen. It'll lead to a leak. So um, then again, it can, you know, something could happen, I suppose. Um, keep your doors unlocked so rescuers can get you out if something happens. You may think that if you're in a car crash, it's easier for emergency vehicles if the doors are unlocked. Well, it says unlocked doors are more likely to open during a collision. It's much safer to have professionals break in to help you out. Uh, that will minimize the chances. And in a lot of cars, when the airbags deploy, the locks automatically unlock. So you can get out. So. Leave any and all checkup to the professional with cars so technically savvy, computerized cars these days. Many believe that checkups and all servicing must be done by professionals, but this is another myth. Many tasks performed by mechanics, such as buying tires, checking your oil, testing your indicator, brake lights, and you can all be done by yourself. It is important. One of my coworkers, she said to me, she has a 2012 maybe, um, Hyundai Santa Fe. And she said to me, how often should I have my oil changed in my car? Asking for a friend. And I said, how long has it been? And she said, well, I've done it once. And I know she's had the car for at least four years. So I said, why don't we go out and check your oil and at least see if you have oil in your car. So we went out and it was 
Not bad. It was only down about a quart and a half. But she had no idea, and it was disgustingly dirty, and she had no idea how to actually check her oil in her car. So we had we did a little little bit of a, this is what you do, pull the dipstick out, wipe it off, put it back in, pull it back out. Here's a mark. It says full and safe, or, or, or I think hers said safe and low. I said it's beyond the low, so at least on your ride home, go pick up a quart of oil. And I showed her that on the oil cap of the car, it said 5W20. So I said, try to get 5W20. But if you can't find anything, put put some oil in it just to make sure it's okay because that's important. And then think about getting an oil change in the not-too-distant future. I said, better off would be even go somewhere and actually go get an oil change now, which she didn't do. But she did say she would at least get a quart of oil over the weekend. So it is still, there are some things that you need to do to keep your car running the way it should, and um, it's important. And use the right oil for your car. That's important, too. Let's see. What do we got going on on hold there, Jeff? Let's talk to Kathy. Kathy, okay. is, that, is that you? Yes. Yes. So good morning. I just Good morning. How are you? Good. I just had to have an actuator replaced, which I had never even heard of before. Uh, is, is it a Toyota? No, it's a, it's a Chevy Impala. Ah, I was so close. Now, where was this actuator located? Well, they said they had to take out the dashboard. Okay, so dashboard so it's the actuator for the for the heater and air conditioner system. I think what, so, yeah. Yeah, what it's doing is it opens up, it moves the ducts back and forth inside your heater and air conditioner there's a variety of ducts that um, control the air that blows out at your feet or blows out at your face or goes up to the defroster it also blends the air from hot to cold so when you turn the air conditioner on it shuts the heat off and when you turn the heat on it shuts the air conditioner off so there's probably two or three actuators in there that they had to um, that they had to look and figure out which one was it making a weird noise yes it was it yeah. was a sound. yeah exactly Exactly. And it would, run for, it would run for about a minute. Yeah, because it was trying it to stopped. it was trying to actually close the little door, so it was going trying to close the well, door. It was. It was. Yep. It was that, 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 yep. That, that, yep. I was doing that. I was doing a little fast. I couldn't do it that slow. So. <laughs> and it, it it would go just about any time at all. Yep. Yep. Because Even when the car was idle. Yep, because it was trying to, it was trying to get, it was trying to get it to, it was trying to get it, this little thing to work, because, um, you know, wherever you had, the only time it wouldn't make that noise, probably, would be if you shut the air conditioner and the heat and everything all the way off, and then it would make the noise for a little bit because it was trying to reset itself, and then maybe it would come to a stop. But other than that, if you had the, if you had the climate control at all on, it's trying to make something work, which is why, why it happened. How much did it cost you? About two fifty. Yeah, yeah, because they got to take. They do have to take the dash all out and then yeah. replace the part. And the parts only available from the dealer, probably. So that's why it costs so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I had never even heard of an actuator. Oh, you got a bunch of them. I was thinking when you first said actuator, I was thinking there's been some problems with uh, some. Toyotas and a lot of Hondas, the actuator for the power door locks, which is an actuator is just nothing more than a little electric motor that when you push a button, it makes something happen. So, um, but for some reason in some of the Hondas and some of the Toyota products now, one of the actuators, um, the actuators are starting to just wear out 
and that's just another little motor that makes things work. So this is a, this is a, a 2011 Chevy Impala. Oh, it's all worn out. That's why. You can't expect these cars to last forever, you know. <laughs> well, you know, the, my previous car I had for 16 years. Yeah, it probably, and, uh, it probably didn't have an actuator. Oh. No. That's oh, why. That's it. why. No, it's, oh. fun. it's funny. I was driving, I was driving a, t- a 2017 car the other day, and I was a passenger in it with somebody's brand-new car, and it was raining, and the windshield wipers were starting to, starting to squeak and make noise, and... And they said, can you believe that this car is brand new when the wipers are making all kinds of noise? And I, and, I, and I said to him, well, you can't expect them to last forever. He's like, I've only had the car for three months. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but no, no, that that, that does to... happen, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that. I guess it's not very common to happen. Well. I've had five cars in my lifetime, and I've never had that problem before. Well. You never had a 2011 Chevy before. That's why, that's and not and not that that makes it bad. But what happens is, you know, um, the more the more power accessories they put in cars, unfortunately, the more power accessories start to sometimes go bad. Like uh, earlier in the show, we had Junior D'Amato on, and he was talking about how he's starting to see more and more computers go bad in cars, and a lot of them are going bad because of uh, poor electrical connections and things like that. So. You know, cars as they get more sophisticated are starting to act up. And your car, you know, your car is six years old now. You know, I expect, I think of a 2011 car as almost being brand new, and so do you. But and yeah, it, it, yeah, but unfortunately, it isn't. And you know, that's that's what happens. So the good thing is you got the good thing is you got it fixed. And you know, as you're going as you're going into um, winter time, you'll need that actuator to work the way it should, so the defroster works the way it should. Yeah, because it would happen just about at any time. Yep, yep, that'll happen. Open the door, turn yep. it on. Uh, yep. Even when it was, even when it was idle, not even running. Oh yeah, yep. No, because it's still as long as the key's on, as long as there's electricity going to it, and even when you shut the electricity off, when you shut the key off, it's still trying to reset itself. It's still trying to go back to where it started. So it's going to make that noise. Yep. Yeah, because like for instance, if I was going out for the day, just walking towards the car, and not even near the car, nothing was on. It would do it. Well, it it knew you were coming. <laughs> well, I learned something new because I'd never heard of an actuator there, before. There you go. You have more than you have more than one. You have more than one, so you hope they all last. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank Take care, Kathy. Much. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Let's go over to Rich, I believe. Rich. Morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'll be better after I talk with you. I hope. Solved my last problem. Right. Thank you for that. Uh, 69 Mustang was misfiring, and I found out that the wires were leaking voltage. A uh, new set of wires solved that problem. Next problem, the car has old gas in it, and I started driving. It's been treated, mm-hmm. Statron and Mistrio and so forth. But carburetor was flooding out, coming out through the acceler- accelerator pump, and it just would die. Mechanic put in a new seat. And uh, um, excuse me, a new seat for the uh, inlet in the carburetor and and valve, and it ran fine. And then this past weekend, it started the same thing over again. Question is, do you think the gas has gone that bad? Um, it could it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 the other thing is, it might be picking up a lot of um, a lot of junk from the bottom of the tank, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that could be it. 
Um, when they when they did some stuff to the uh, when they looked when they looked at the inside the carburetor, was it was it dirty inside there? Was there a lot of like rust? No, he didn't no. seem to think it was mm. bad. Mm. Um, and uh, so it kind of caught me by surprise. So right now it's just sitting in the garage, and uh, they say I. I didn't know. I had read there. They is there a part that rejuvenates the gas? I've heard advertised. Not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, you could, you could add some. I mean, you could add some stable and dry gas and hope for the best. But uh, how long has the gas been in there? Um, put it in last October. So it's been about a year. I double treated with Statron and then some. Yeah, material. that's that's. I would. She. I would. I would think it would be okay. Uh, you know. I, I mean, it's been, you know, it's been a while, but I would think it still would have been all right. Um, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if it's, what's it, tell me, tell me what happens when you drive, when you try to drive it. Uh, well, it's, well, example, I was going to take it for sticker this week. I uh, started uh, up wait, fine. Wait till next week. Yeah, I yeah. think I, well, I'm going to have to wait a long yeah. time at the rate I'm going. Yeah. Uh, drove it out of the garage, ran fine, shut it off, went out to start it again, and it wouldn't start. Uh, finally, I, op- I opened the choke manually and got it going, but it very rough, blowing a lot of smoke, mm. running on three or four cylinders, and it will just die. That's it. Hmm. And then the carburetor, you can see, is it's, it's pouring out of with the gasket. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's so it's way. So it sounds to me like the float's stuck again. I mean, that's mm. that's really what it sounds like. And the more you let it run like that, you're following out the plugs, which is going to oh, yeah. cause more of the problems. So yep, yep, yeah, yep. so. Yeah, um, I you know at this point I would try to start it up one more time. Take okay. a take a. And this sounds this sounds like absolutely the wrong thing to do, but take a small hammer. Yep. And tap the side of the carburetor. Yep. Easy, you know, just you know, like that, nice and easy, okay. and see if that see if that jiggles the float from being stuck. Okay. Yeah, because if it's pouring out, if you look down inside the throat of the carburetor with a flashlight. And you see gas dripping right through the venturis, right through the middle of the carburetor. Yep. Uh, that just means the carburetor is flooding over. That just means the float is stuck or, or, or sunk or whatever the case is. So um, try tapping on it and see if that works. The other thing you can try to do, is there a rubber hose that goes to the carburetor? Or is it a steel line all the way up? Uh, it's a steel line, and then there's a fuel filter that goes into the carburetor. Yeah, and, but no rubber, no rubber hose or connection? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, because what I was going to say, the other thing you can try to do is you can, and you can disconnect the fuel line, block it off, you know, even just, it's not a lot of pressure, you can hold your finger over it, and start it up, let it, let the carburetor totally run out of gas, so it'll just run until there's no gas in the carburetor, okay. hook, hook the fuel line back up again, and when it starts up, see if that, like, first gush of gas that comes through there is enough to, um, Wash any dirt under the from the uh, from the needle and seat, and wash anything out of the carburetor, and see if that straightens it out. Oh, worth a try. Yeah. So again, not too hard with a hammer. Find your smallest hammer. <laughs> My favorite tool: yeah. pound sledge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, John. Okay. Listen, thanks. So All right. Much. All I right. appreciate your help. Good luck. Bye bye. Okay. Bye now. All right. Let's go over to Rick. Rick, is that you? Hey there, John. It is. Uh, I got a question uh, for you about uh, your uh, AAA road service people. All right. My son, uh, who, who get, get, gets his uh, road service through his insurance company, which will change, uh, his car went back uh, at work a couple weeks ago, 
and the guy they sent out was on his first day on the job and had to ask my son, how do you hook up a battery pack? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what type of training do you, does AAA or Remmer people through? Well, it, it's funny. It's Years ago, um, most of our road service people were experienced. They came from garages or they drove tow trucks before that or things like that. Yeah. Now what we're finding is those jobs are in such high demand and people aren't getting into them. We're actually getting people from, you know, the food service industry, um, you know, pretty non-traditional places for people to work on cars. So what yeah. we do is we run them through a series of training. We actually have um, out of the office I work in, we have one, two, three. We have three in-house trainers and a manager, and they require you know our new our new folks to go through um, battery training. Uh, and pretty much all road service training, including, you know, once they get to the point of, you know, driving a, a tow truck or a ramp truck. And then also they have to go back periodically for new updates. And they also, some of them can also get to the point of attaining a level where they become sort of a, um, not a trainer, but somebody who can teach somebody some other things about about their vehicle, so um, so they, there's a whole there's a whole set of we would never think about putting somebody out with no experience whatsoever. Even if they said to us, "Oh, I know how to change a flat tire or jump start something," no, they they have to go through and there's there's actually tests and we give them a certificate when they're done and and then we have them ride with somebody too to you know so they know what you know they know what they're going to experience and a little different for instance our glass people the people who do our glass it's a one-year apprenticeship program so before somebody's out to put in a windshield by themselves they're out with somebody for a solid year learning how to learning how to do things and even to the point where we have to um for insurance purposes you can't drive one of our trucks unless you're 21 we'll hire somebody that's that's you know, 20 and a half or something with the idea they're going to drive with somebody for six months to learn the job before they, before they get it. So we have, we have, um, we have, a, a, a training that we do out of our, um, up in our North Andover, North Andover location, out of our Providence area, out of our, um, Connecticut area. And we also have, uh, and so we have these trainers who, who work with the, with the technicians and the independent repair shops. We require our, our independent towers to actually come to classes too to learn about, you know, what's going on, especially we, it just came up the other day. We were talking about the Hyundai Ionic, a hybrid that doesn't have a 12 volt battery in it. And nobody, nobody believed it because it was like, even, even a Prius has a 12 volt battery in it. I said, no, the, the Hyundai Ionic doesn't, it actually has a compartmentalized battery in the, um, in the in the uh, traction battery in the drive battery that you press a button on the dash and it actually jump starts itself and nobody would believe it nobody would believe it until we actually showed them how it was so we send out that notice to all of our garages and also to you know all of our all of our own employees so they know what's going on okay well that's good to know on that because uh he was shocked when he had to show the guy how to do it. Yeah, 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 they should never have to do that. Now, I will let you know, years and years ago, if you were, uh, you know, if you if you seemed like you had a little bit of a sense of humor, but if you were in the shop I worked at 
and I was doing something to your car, and you'd come over and you'd be looking at stuff and asking me a lot of questions. And say, for instance, I had your carburetor apart or something, and I'm putting it back together, and you're staring and asking me questions. I'd look at you and go, you don't remember how this went, did you? <laughs> and that was usually enough to get people to go, um, uh, I said, no, no, I'm only kidding, you know. But but it was just one of it was it was one of those little things that made it fun, you know. You had to have a little bit of fun at work with your customers, you know. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I had, yeah. I had fun at work with my customers and my new motorcycle. I went from one that, that could take anything. Now I got to put premium in my motorcycle. Yeah, but how many gallons do you buy? Oh, it's it's a, it's a three point eight tank. Yeah. So, so. yeah, if, my recommendation would be spend the extra money. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I am going to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, uh, okay, John. Thanks. All right. You take it. care, Rick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's see. I think we got Tom on the line still. Tom, is that you? It's me. Hey, what's going on? It's me from across the sea. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, in London? <laughs> would be nice just to get away for a little bit. Got a question for you. This morning you guys were talking about the inspections now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I missed it or whatever, but curious. Why do they need cameras there now? Are they had that many issues or that many problems? Uh, which answer do you want to hear? The lie or the truth? Yeah. <laughs> um, come, come up with here, one. Here's what, here's what the registrar of motor vehicles said to okay. me. She said we want to protect both the shop owner and the consumer. We want to make sure that the shop owner is doing their job the way they're supposed to. We want to make sure that the consumer isn't doing anything, you know, isn't trying to... Uh, uh, harass the shop owner. Um, what they're really doing is, here's, I mean, to me, what they're really doing is they want to make sure that if somebody's cutting corners, if it's somebody who just comes in, scrapes a sticker, plugs it into the machine, hits pass on everything, and they bang out stickers every three or four minutes, they want, and I think a, sh- I think a shop, and I could be wrong, but I think out of the $35 you pay for a sticker, the shop yeah. gets 23 Um So, so, you know, some shops could say, well, I'm just going to do do them as fast as I can and make as much money as I can, and I don't care whether the lights are on or the muffler fell off. So if they look at, if they look at the, the computer printouts and they go, John Paul has been doing stickers every four minutes for the last three days, they can go in and look at the video cameras and say, wait a second, he's not inspecting anything. He's just, he's, the only thing he's inspecting is how much money people have in their wallet. Um, so that's part of the reason. Is there somebody watching, you know, 1,800 shop owners all the time? No. No, there's, that can't happen. Um, but what they're doing is they're using that, they have the ability to actually go back and look and see whether somebody's getting something done right. The other thing is, like the registrar said, if the shop owner said something and the consumer is disputing it, say, for instance, the shop owner said, um, you know, I'm not going to give the car a sticker because it's got a bad license plate on it, and the shop owner complains and the, the consumer complains to the registry, and or maybe the lights didn't work or whatever it is, and they complain to the registry, this guy's no good, he's trying to get me to put headlights in my car, they can actually go back and look and say, well, no, the headlights weren't working when you came in. That's why That's why they said it. So one way it kind of protects the consu- the shop owner, but really what it does, it, it, it more looks for shop owners that might be cheating. Do you know if they're going to be able to hear the voices? I don't think so. I think they're just video. Because I think if they heard the voices, it would be wiretapping. Okay. Yeah. 
So you don't have to worry about if somebody says caca or poopoo or something no, like no, that. No, no, you could say you could say all those bad words and it'd be okay. So, um, okay. But and again, they're only looking at it for that reason because I think, and this is kind of a funny thing. I think video you can record video in any place where you don't expect privacy, but you can't record sound. Once you record sound, it becomes wiretapping. Interesting. I'll tell a, tell a quick story because that's what yep. I do. I tell stories that aren't as quick as they should be. There was a there was a there was a guy. We'll call him Jeff, who was mm-hmm. he's our new producer. We'll call him Jeff, and <laughs> okay. he was, and he was driving his Porsche through town, and Jeff's a musician, and he got pulled over by the police, and the police looked at this guy with kind of long hair coming through town, driving his Porsche, and yep. they assumed something was going on. So Jeff had his tape recorder with him because he's a musician and he carries a tape recorder with him. And he recorded the conversation that he was having with the police officers. This was way back before cell phones and everything. And he was recording the conversation with the police officer. And... And the police officer could see the real to real going around. No, no, yeah, it wasn't that big. Yeah, and well, I don't think I don't think the police officer knew. And okay. you know, and then he said, you know, he had him out of the car and checked the car. Come to find out, there was no real issue other than this guy Jeff had long hair and he was driving a Porsche. Sure. So, so Jeff went to the police department and said, "I want to file a complaint against Officer So and So because here's what happened." And he pulled out his tape recorder and he said to the police chief, "Listen to this." And the police chief arrested him for wiretapping. That's still in effect now, right? <laughs> I believe so. I believe That's so. Bad. Yeah, but if it's a video, it's different. If it's if it's uh, if it's um, yeah, video. Of, and now and now, even though it's probably still in effect, there's so you know everybody everybody has a tape recorder with them. Everybody has a video camera with them. Everybody has right. a way to be able to listen and find out what's you know and see what's going on. So. Um, you know, I always say to I always say to uh, I talk to young kids every once in a while, and they and I talk to them about social media and all of that, and and I'll say to them, you know, one of the things, whatever you do, you know, you got to remember, it's all out there, it's all out in the public, and I I said to uh, there was uh, three uh, high school girls, and I said, you know what the difference between uh, true love and Facebook is, and girl went, I don't know what, and I said. Facebook stuff lasts forever. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> and they looked at like me that. and they looked at me and went, Oh. I said, you know, if you put it on social media, you put it on Facebook, you put it on YouTube, you put it on Snapchat, all somebody has to do is save it and it's out there and it can stay out there forever. And if you say something you do something now and you go to apply for a job two years from now, yeah. that same stuff could pop up and that could keep you from getting a job. I know when I go to hire somebody and I don't hire fortunately I don't hire many people, but when I go to hire somebody, the first thing I do is google their name and look what and look what they've done. I I um was looking to hire somebody for a part-time position a couple months ago and he was a little bit of an older guy and come to find out there was all kinds of like sexual harassment lawsuits against him. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I don't think I want this guy in a, in 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 schools with kindergartners. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. So. And I tell you, it comes in handy because uh, my wife and I were coming back from a wedding out in New York a couple of weeks ago, and I got pretty sick and I needed some help, and I pulled into a little spot, and my wife went to go drive instead of me, but by me me trying to get in the back there, I got a little stuck. Yep. So I told my wife, go inside, have them call 911. Because yep. if we call 911, it's going to go to state police right. in Connecticut. Yep. They're going to go local police. They're going to say, where are you? And it's like, I don't know. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas inside the store, they know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy came out and he goes, "Can I help you?" I said, "Yeah, I'm having trouble getting my leg into the back here. I'm in the minivan here." Yeah. Well, can can I do it for you? I said, sure. So that he was able to do it. So I caught his name. He had the name on his uh, badge there. Yeah. And I says, "You're you're an angel from God to help me out." I said, "Really appreciate it." Went home. I put it into the computer. Went to Facebook. Yeah. There there he is. Yeah. So I found the address for the uh, Panera Bread out in South. Southbury, uh, Connecticut, yep. where it was called, and I was able to send a little thank you and told the manager about it, and he says, geez, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I said, you're not going to fire him for leaving the store, are you? You know, yep. just quickly, like yep. he goes, no, 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 he's really a great, he's an assistant manager, Yeah. and uh, just going to bring it to everybody's attention, you know, how wonderful, terrific yep. he is, and I sent him a little thank you, but again, you find it on the computer. Yeah, no, no, it, he is on you Facebook. know, the internet's good and bad, you know, and you know, you just can't always believe everything you read, but sometimes when you read it and you and you read it multiple times, you know, sometimes you got to watch out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you have a great week. You as well. Good Take care. You again. Yep. Bye bye. Why don't we take another break if we can? I think we can. Why don't we do that? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. From Struck Films. Where did you come from? The true story of a stray dog. Who are you? That's Pluto. Who saves a struggling family in more ways than one. What's wrong? This isn't working anymore. Sometimes help comes from the most unlikely places. I don't need you. He's trying. He really is. Sometimes one dog can change everything. You're awfully small anymore. From the director of The Other Side of Heaven, The Stray, rated PG. For theater locations and more information, visit thestray.movie in theaters now. Message and data rates may apply. Sick of hair loss, thinning hair, bald spots? Ever thought about hair restoration? It's a life-changing decision. Thankfully, the first step is incredibly easy and absolutely free because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is giving everyone who texts SAVE33 to 85850 an absolutely free information kit that reveals just how easy and affordable their permanent solution to hair loss really is. You'll see for free just how great your hair could look. Plus, when you text SAVE33 to 85850, we'll also give you a gift card for $250 off. Join the millions of men and women who have come to Bosley the world's most experienced hair restoration expert for their permanent solution to hair loss. If you've ever thought about getting your hair back, don't miss this incredible offer. We're giving away an invaluable information kit absolutely free, plus a free $250 gift card to everyone who texts SAVE33 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-33 to 85850. One, two, I'm from Boston, born and raised, and would never consider living anyplace else. About four years ago, my wife and I bought a house in our dream neighborhood. It was a little small, but thanks to the home improvement loan from the City of Boston Credit Union, we're now able to add on and stay right here in the place that we love. For rates and terms, visit cityofbostoncu.com. NMLS number 403469, equal opportunity lender. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. 
Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Well, AAA came out with a big report this week about distracted driving, and it really had to do with something that I tend to talk about a lot, which is what happens to all this technology when it's inside cars today. And by the way, our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We have uh, about 10 minutes left if you want to call in. And you have a question about something, uh, you can give us a call. We'll talk to you about what you have on your mind. Um, and where the study was done, we've done these different studies about distracted driving. And it started off with we were measuring certain things about you know, if you use the radio, well, it's a, and we rated it as hurricanes, like uh, it's a, a category one distraction. And using an iPhone while you're driving down the road trying to get it to do stuff is a category three distraction. Uh, so what we did now is we took it a step further and we're looking at individual cars. So we tested out 30 different cars and we looked at a variety of things and how it works is there was a person driving the car and the and the ages went there were younger drivers say 20 to 35 and they drove about a two-hour loop at speeds of under 20 25 miles an hour so kind of a two-hour two-hour residential drive and they were wearing a they were wearing a, a rig on their head and there would be a red light that would flash and when they saw the red light, they were supposed to press a button on the steering wheel to acknowledge that they saw the red light. At the same time, during the testing, they were asked to operate different things. So make the navigation system work. Make the radio, change radio stations. Um, mostly centered around the infotainment. So radios, you know, hooked up to your phone, variety of different things. Read and write a text message, things like that. And what we found out was the they went from what amounted to dangerous to really, really, really dangerous. And the systems that were used were we looked at things like you just pushed a button. So you turn the, turn the radio on, you tune the radio, there's an actual button. Well, those are relatively safe. And I've been saying this for a long time. If you can, if you can run the controls essentially by the Braille method, feel it, touch it, make it work, it's going to be better because you can keep your eyes on the road. Then if you go to something, a screen that requires you to touch it, that's a little less safe, but at least you can kind of see it. And then there is the voice command system. And everybody thought voice command was going to be really safe. You push a button and you say... Okay, tune the radio to WROL AM 950. And it tunes the radio, or it doesn't tune the radio, it turns the climate control on. So then you start to argue with the car, which isn't good. Or what happens is 
you look at different things and you say, okay, I'm going to push the button. I'm going to say tune the, tune the radio to AM 950 WROL. And when I do that, I wait to see if it actually happened. And when I wait to see if it actually happened, I'm, I'm actually doing everything but drive because what, what happens is my brain sort of shuts off for there's, they're saying up till, up till like 27 seconds. Well, at 65 miles an hour in three seconds, you cover the length of a football field. So if you're not paying attention for 20 seconds, we'll call it 21 seconds because I'm not that smart. That would be the length of seven football fields that you weren't paying attention. So the voice systems, as good as they are, and I happen to be driving a car today, the voice systems actually, I would say on a scale of one to 10, it's probably a seven. And I would say of the 10 times I used it, it probably worked good six or seven out of the ten. So not bad, but not good, not as great as it could be. And then the worst one is the one where you have the ability to look at the screen, but you also have the ability to write something down with your finger. So there's a little pad on the particular car, it's, it, it's the knob you turn to scroll, but on top of it, it works like a little scratch pad. So I can go, so I can kind of make some marks and make it work. So is it good? No, it's not good. It's not good at all. Hey, I, this is different. Is this, is this the Paul Sullivan? Is, is, is this Place the like Paul Sullivan? You know, I'm, I'm late like once every two years, right? And this is the year? The, yeah, this will be the day. We've yeah. run into every traffic jam that's existed. So um, I'm thoroughly disgusted, but um, I'm actually not that far away. Well, that's good. So, so, and, and are you being chauffeured? Of course. Okay. Cause, say hi to John. Because there she is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want you. Drive, you know, I don't. I, I don't want you driving and talking at the same time. I was just talking about distracted driving, after all. So I, yeah. I heard you. I've yeah. been monitoring yeah, your progress. Okay. <laughs> no, doing fine. She's so, driving, Mister Sully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, driving, driving, Mister Sully. I think it's a, it's going to be a new. Uh, it's going to be a new program on Showtime. I think. Well, and not only that, but everything. You know, just a confluence of stuff because. Uh, We've got uh, Jeff there doing his first uh, production gig. Right. Well, uh, with me. So he's not. He's not yeah. seeing things the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but Jeff. Jeff is. Jeff is a, a a highly skilled individual. He's just never had to put up with me before. Exactly. And me saying, Jeff, go find a record so you can put it on, so you can make it seem like I'm not going to be late. Well, but I am. But you know, the good thing is you're fessed up ahead of time. So. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's you know, uh, I, I'm sure Jeff Jeff has skills that go back to uh, the old days at Kiss 108, so. <laughs> well, the thing about it is any other job, if you're going to be a couple minutes late, you can sneak in. Nobody will care. Yeah. But now I'm just giving myself up on uh, international radio. Yeah, right well, you, you, might, you might as well. You might as well just get it over with and uh and just and and just know you know you know not no pressure but you know last week Bobby Brooks was here about forty minutes early so. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not surprised at and, that. He's and, a great guy. In fact, in fact, I'm not sure who has the record for coming in early, him or Bill Porter. Right, Bill Porter used to be there at sunrise. Yeah, I know. And when he was filling in for you, he'd he'd be he'd be walking in with me in the morning. So it was it was it was great. So, and well, uh, well Mr. Bill, what he would do is he'd go in and look through all of well, back in the day, look through the albums 
um, more recent past, he'd look through the CDs and he'd just read up on the artist. And but he'd already read about them the last time he was there, so yeah. he was just refreshing. But yeah. he would he'd do his homework, that's for sure. Yeah, he he, um, you know, and and I and I give I give all you know everybody credit the ability to you know feel. I, I like that's that's what you know people who I, w- I heard this the other day people who download music miss the miss what amounts to the liner notes they don't see those anymore and <laughs> they don't see them anymore. yeah and that's what actually I, I like that connection when you can stop and you can tell us a little bit about you know who's there and what's going on is that you pulling up right now yeah do you see me I do I do I see you out the window look out the window I see you out the yeah. window yeah there you are all right so vamp for another what yeah. four minutes couple, I'm gonna hang couple, up couple and minutes I'll, yeah I'll, I'll see you yeah. in a couple minutes all right we'll see you Bye. when you get here all right <laughs> that was Paul Sullivan uh, making slowly making and and you know what he was talking about being late he's not late no you know we we do our little crossover but you know technically speaking he's got plenty of time I was talking to somebody in radio the other day and we were talking about you know what was going what's going on in radio and i said i said oh geez i, I was a little bit late and he said two minutes is a lifetime you got you got plenty of time it's no big deal hey so we're gonna step we're gonna step away um i should be live next week or not <laughs> um i'm kind of going away for the weekend so we're going to try a little bit of new technology and uh hope it hope it all works uh if not um, I don't know. Jeff's going to have to talk for ninety minutes, so he's going to—he's—he he could tell the story about how he got pulled over in his Porsche. Exactly. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye. WROL Boston, the spirit of Boston. Well, I am a jolly plow boy, and I plow the field by day. Till a sudden thought came to my mind that I should roam away. I have always hated slavery. Since the day that I was born